The Basics of Hasidus, Volume 1, Chapter 2, Section 7, Revelation. The Beginning of the Revelation. The first broad exposition of the inner dimension of Torah was by the great Mishnaic sage, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Mentioned in nearly every chapter of the Mishnah, the famed Rabbi Shimon began teaching Pnimius HaTorah to a small circle of disciples after having merited to receive this hidden wisdom from Eliyahu Hanavi. Revealing the depths of Torah in an unparalleled, comprehensive manner, it is these teachings that are recorded in the Zohar. Composed as a mystical midrash on the Chumash, the Zohar was to become the first comprehensive composition of this holy tradition. While the Zohar may be a mere fraction of Rabbi Shimon's teachings, it is this compilation of Rabbi Shimon and his students' teachings that became the basis for the entire expansion of Kabbalistic teaching. While the Kabbalistic tradition did continue throughout the following generations, it was extremely limited. Some of the sages of the Talmud were proficient in this knowledge, and the post-Talmudic Goinim penned several Kabbalistic epistles in cryptic form. Ultimately, all this was in no way comparable to the magnitude of the revelation of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's times. In fact, even the manuscripts of the Zohar were mostly concealed, and only a select few had access to them. It would seem that the revelation caused by Rabbi Shimon was just a small break in the clouds, where the bright light of the inner element of the Torah peeked through. However, the Zohar's concealment was not meant to be permanent. In fact, Eliyahu Hanavi, who is the harbinger of the redemption, foretold that the Zohar would later be revealed and appreciated as a preparation to the redemption. In the words of Eliyahu to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, when your composition will be revealed in future generations at the end of days, many people here on earth will be nourished by it. As a result, freedom will be called for the land. Indeed, while manuscripts of the Zohar were mostly concealed for generations, only being publicized in the 13th century, it has since become a cornerstone of Torah scholarship. The teachings of Zohar have had tremendous influence in halacha, custom, and prayer across the spectrum of Jewish communities. As such, the soul of the Torah began shifting from the subconscious to the conscious. The various schools of Kabbalah. In the days of the Rishonim, several systems of focus among the sages involved in the mystical element of Torah emerged. This ultimately developed into defined paths or schools of Kabbalah. While some focused on the theophilosophical implication of Kabbalah, others centered their teachings on the nature of the various divine names and their functions. The terms Kabbalah Masis, or Practical Kabbalah, 
and Kabbalah Iyunis, translated as contemplative Kabbalah, are also employed to describe the various themes of Kabbalistic application that became the focus of specific communities and sages. The distinction between these two approaches can be explained as follows. Kabbalah Iyunis brings the student to an awareness of the divine via intellectual and meditative techniques. This results in the student's focused dedication in the service of God. Contrastingly, the study of Kabbalah Masis highlights the spiritual forces that enliven existence. This knowledge enables one to affect and alter the course of nature via Kabbalistic techniques. Eventually, opposition grew towards the dissemination of Kabbalah Masis. Many felt that such teachings should be concealed out of concern that they would fall into the wrong hands and be exploited for their magical powers. Moreover, perhaps we are not worthy of such direct revelation given our demoted stature in the age of exile. What initially began as opposition to practical Kabbalah soon manifested itself as a stance against the study of all Kabbalah, including Kabbalah Iyunis. It is such that amid the gradual emergence of Kabbalah that significant segments of the Jewish world grew suspicious of Kabbalah as a whole. Consequently, only the greatest sages of the time continued to privately delve into Kabbalah and its study was largely regulated to the elite. The Golden Age of Kabbalah A significant step in the revelation of the Torah's inner depths was made in the generations following the Jewish expulsion from Spain in the year 5252, corresponding to the year 1492. With a substantial migration of the Jewish population, it was in the beginning of the 16th century that many great sages settled in the Holy Land's northern city of Tzvas. Among these Torah luminaries were many Kabbalists, including Rabbi Shlomo Alkabetz, Rabbi Moshe Alshich, the author of Shulchan Aruch, Rabbi Yosef Karo, Rabbi Moshe Cordoviro, the Arizal, Rabbi Chaim Vital, and many more. It was in that period that several of the most monumental works of Kabbalah were composed. Among them is the Paradis Rimoinim, authored by the Ramak, Rabbi Moshe Cordoviro. This encyclopedic volume engages in the systemization and reconciliation of seemingly disparate teachings in Kabbalah, while greatly enhancing Kabbalah's accessibility and lucidity. Organizing the precepts of Kabbalah into an almost philosophical structure, the Ramak clarified and elucidated the vastness of Kabbalistic wisdom while exhibiting its basis in the Zohar. The most revolutionary contribution to the revelation of Kabbalah was by the Arizal, Rabbi Yitzchak Luria. Succeeding the Ramak as the city's primary teacher of Kabbalah, the Arizal taught Pnimiya Satora in a truly innovative fashion. 
Although the Arizal did study under the tutelage of the Ramak, the Arizal also merited tremendous revelation when Eliyahu Anovi taught him many primary ideas of Kabbalah that were previously unknown. These teachings gave Kabbalah both added profundity and important relevance. It was in the Arizal's teachings that the full scope and purpose of the Kabbalah were exposed. Significantly, the Arizal provided specific applications of Kabbalah in everyday life. These instructions were broadly received and many of them were incorporated within the codes of Halacha. Notably, among the most well-known contributions of the Arizal to the wisdom of Kabbalah was the precept of Tikkun, rectification, granting tremendous insight into the scheme of the spiritual worlds and spheres. This idea also carries many implications for the day-to-day service of God. It is therefore the Arizal who is credited with revealing the rehabilitating effect of Kabbalah in the healing of the world. Another significant result of the Arizal's novel teachings is that it unlocked much of the Zohar, which until that point was yet to be deciphered and understood. Moreover, with the advent of the Arizal's teachings and the resulting revelation of Pneumius Atora, the Zohar began to have more of a permeating and nourishing effect on the Jewish people. As physical nourishment is only accomplished when the body actually eats and digests the food, so too spiritual nourishment is achieved when the appropriate soulful nutrition is internalized. In the same way that the body is not satiated from the mere sight or taste of food, it is when the soul of Torah is internalized and understood that the student is nourished from its teachings. Thus began the realization of Elio Hanovi's prophetic words, that in the future generations many people will be nourished by the teachings of the Zohar. This statement emphasizes the nourishing effect of the Zohar's teachings, not its simple publicization. It was the broad elucidation of Pnimius Atora following the Arizal that allowed the masses to be nourished by the teachings of the Zohar, thus hastening the promised liberation from exile.